Hello everyone, welcome to the episode number 6 of Starting to Know Business Podcast with your host, your friend, Ishu Singh. If I will ask you, what is Nike? Chances are, every one of you might already know about Nike. Why? Because they are pushing so much money behind branding. But it all started from a logo with an idea. And that's why you need marketing strategies on your side whether it's in-house or you want to outsource it and i have a special guest for you today she's a marketing strategist and a brand guru and her name is dawn foster dawn is in the marketing and branding field from the last many years she has worked with small businesses and large-scale businesses with millions of dollars of branding budgets as well She's having a lot of insight about marketing and branding, and you will learn a ton today. So without any delay, I'm going to welcome Dawn. Hi, Dawn. Welcome to the pod. Hello. I'm super excited to be chatting with you today. Yeah, awesome. So let's begin with this. What is Dawn Foster as a brand? As a brand, I really support small business owners, uh, solopreneurs, my community of women of color business owners. Um, as a brand, we want to make sure that we are helping those audience grow, achieve their goals through marketing and branding initiatives. Um, our purpose is to really show up and serve in the ways that we can. So Don, do you take national clients or only local clients or international clients as well? Um, I have covered all of the U.S. clients from East Coast, West Coast, North to South. Um, I'd be excited to work with clients up in Canada uh, as well. So, yeah, let's let's go ahead and say national. Uh, So you're very welcome in Canada. I wanted to ask you, how do you help the businesses? I mean, what is your process? Um, I step in really to serve as the marketing director, the marketing arm for small business owners and solopreneurs that don't have that, uh, those staff members on their team. Um, I step in to help them craft marketing and branding strategies, um, initiatives to both put those together and lead execution as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And, and Don, what kind of things that you usually see in the businesses, the businesses are doing wrong? or maybe doing less. Instead, they should be doing more of those things. And I'm pretty sure in your years of experience, you might have noticed some kind of trend. Yes. (laughs) I would say that what I see most often, often with branding mistakes are companies that really don't take the time to put the work in when they are first forming their company. Um, A lot of times companies are guilty of a logo and a website, but not realizing that there's so much more that goes into shaping what your brand actually is. Um, Oftentimes I'm stepping in when companies are two to five years down the road of being in business and having to really backtrack and put some of those key foundational pieces together to help them solidify their brand in order to build marketing initiatives on top of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say that's probably the number one 
misstep that I see with small business owners and with solopreneurs. Okay, okay. And Don, what do you think about the logo creation process? Like, do you think a month should be spent in designing the logo? A week should be spent? I've seen a lot of people spending a lot of time in designing the logo instead of launching their business first. So what do you think, what should be the balance or what should be the strategy? I know the logo is important, but as business is continuously iterating every single day, so I think logo creation process does not go into the iteration that often because that is your identity. And if you're gonna keep on changing the logo, every single day that means your brand identity is not constant or is not developed yet what do you think like i want to know your take on that the the logo is going to basically be the face of your brand in a sense yep. um so there is time that should be dedicated to that but also business owners need to make sure that they're really thinking about how they're showing up for their target audience, not just with the product or service they provide, but what's the relationship that you want to build? Um, What's your why? What do you believe? Like what, what is your purpose? Those are the things that really come together and encompass a, a brand. So I would pay equal attention to all of those areas, not just the logo. Mm-hmm. And Don, what about the relevancy of the logo with the company or the brand itself or the product and services being provided by the company? Because I've seen many examples like that. I've seen software companies, I've seen many other companies having kind of irrelevant. I won't say that it's completely irrelevant. I, I would say that it's not related to the software. Maybe it's not directly related with the product and services they are providing. Maybe it's related to their motto. Maybe they want the people to fly higher. Maybe a, a aerospace company can have maybe a bird logo, logo of a bird. Yeah, it's not related with the airplane industry, but that represents flying. So what do you think about it? I think, I think it varies. Um, I've seen companies where their logos may be more of a literal take on what they do. Some have been more abstract, Um, but really as you're building your brand, that logo recognition will continue to evolve. Um, So I, I don't think that, I think logos can land in any place as long as you continue to build on that logo that you, that you stand behind that logo and continue to make sure that there's recognition that's being built. Mm-hmm. And to add to it, I was really observing Nike in a very minute way. And I noticed that they never ever talk about selling their products in the ad, or maybe I would say 99% of the times they never talk about selling their products in their campaigns, in their content that they're producing. They always talk about the culture, like just do it it's not a tagline what they have made or what they have done so far is they have embedded that tagline into the mind of the people by spending millions of dollars i know a budget has to be designated separately for branding activity but at the same time you need to have a tagline for which you stand behind it's 
they have a check mark kind of a logo and at the same time they have a tagline saying that just do it and both are so aligned to each other and it's just like so perfectly done that you won't find you won't be able to find any kind of mistake in that so what i mean to say in this whole point is you should have a logo you should have a tagline both should gel up with each other perfectly and i was giving you the example of nike so you have to have a logo you have to have a tagline but the content also needs to match with your tagline with your motto behind the tagline with your logo you need to have a very tightly bound marketing activities for your brand in order to create your company as a brand or in order to market your business as a brand right don yeah absolutely absolutely there are a lot of companies that have done a phenomenal job at building that recognition with their logo through their branding um i heard seth godin speak and he gave an example of uh nike versus hyatt um whereas Nike's built a brand. So if Nike decided to go into the hospitality industry, we kind of know what that hotel is going to look like. We kind of have an idea of what the ambiance will be like. Mm -hmm. um, but if you think about Hyatt, if Hyatt decided to go into the shoe industry, we really don't have an idea of what that shoe would be. Like, what is it going to be? A sneaker is it going to be a heel are they going to be is it going to be a casual line that's really the difference of how your brand and your logo come into play um, everyone knows both logos but it's really the brand that was behind it that pushed those logos forward and allowed them to build momentum and on talking about the brand uh, how about your brand what kind of clients do you take? Uh, do you cater to any particular market or you you serve all kind of clients, maybe from the fashion industry, from the retail, from like any sorts of industries? I cover all industries. I would say that that's, that's one of the things that I actually love about what I do. Um, I can work for someone that is selling on uh, apparel. I can work for a jewelry retailer. I can work for a fitness company. Um, with marketing, I always say that it doesn't really matter the industry. It's really just learning who you have to speak to. Um, but yeah, I cover all industries. Some are a bit more fun than others, but mm -hmm. I do cover all industries. I think fashion is the hardest industry to crack. Because if both the people are selling the exactly same product, exactly same price, so now what comes is the power of branding and marketing. But I still think that fashion is the hardest. Like, what do you think about it, uh, Don? Yeah, I think that's where having a solid brand can really help you. People are going to, you know, that's that's going to be your differ differentiator between you and your competition. Um, what's in addition to your clothing and apparel, what, what service are you selling? How are you connecting with me? If I want to get in contact with you, are you following up with me? Like what, what 
extra steps are you taking to make sure that you connect with your audience? Um, and all of that comes into play for most businesses, but yes, the, the clothing apparel business is, is one that sees that more often. I agree with you there. You are pointing to the direction that brands and companies should focus on community building, nurturing the leads, talking to the people like a human. Don't overcomplicate the things and go into automate that, automate this, automate that particular functionality, send automated emails. When you do so much automation, when you bring so much automation in any business, it becomes more of robotic and you lose that human touch. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that everyone wants to feel like they have some type of connection, that you're catering to what my specific needs are. Um, if I've purchased one product or service from you, suggest to me what my next steps may look like. What, 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 will, pair, what will pair well with that? Um, are you personalizing your communications to me? Um, studies have shown that when businesses do make that personal connection with their clients and customers, people are willing to pay more for that customized attention. Don, let's talk about personalization. What do you think about it? Like nowadays, everybody wants to feel special and yes, they deserve that. They want to have that customized, tailored feeling, tailored feed or software should act according to their needs. What, what do you think what the importance of personalization and is there any way that brands or businesses or companies can give that personalized feeling without pushing so much money power behind, uh, bring, behind bringing in the software or the technology as overall into their businesses? Like maybe at the early stages, businesses are not having that much capital in order to invest to give that personalized feeling to every single customer or potential client coming to their maybe website or stores. Is there any other way? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Everyone wants it. And there are various ways to achieve it. It's just a, a matter of how large of a scale you're going to achieve it on. Um, any business can really segment out who their audience is um, based on their actions that they take when interacting with you. Um, there are certain predictions that you can make based on user or customer behaviors. So I would say that any business can really segment out. It's just a matter of if you're segmenting your audience and making that personal collection connection with kind of three different personas, or if you're going to do that on a larger scale to maybe 300 personas. But it, it can definitely be achieved. Um, and when working with clients, I always start with okay, how, how are we going to get specific and really drill down and speak directly to who your customer or client is? And Don, what do you think, how much money do the brands keep separately for the branding exercises or how much money any business or entrepreneur should keep separately for branding things or branding their business, I would say? And because it's nowadays black life matters it's a it's a huge topic right now many businesses are putting a lot of effort and pushing a lot of content into the market 
into the world by spending a lot of money but you never know like inside i'm not going to talk about that inside or before they never talk about this topic why because now it's in trend everybody's talking about it now it's their responsibility to talk about it as well so now they have to spend a lot of money so my question is do they decide already in their planning that they need to have this much amount of money already kept separately or what is what is the kind of a trigger do you think that okay businesses should keep in mind okay they should keep five percent of their revenue or ten percent separately for branding exercises what is that sweet number so let's kind of let's kind of backtrack um, or break this down piece by piece yeah. in terms of a company allocating money to their overall marketing initiatives general rule of thumb is you should be spending about 10% of what your gross revenue is on your marketing initiatives throughout the year. Um, when it comes to how companies, I think it depends on the size of the company and where those initiatives for making sure that there's diversity and inclusivity within your company where does it hit the bottom line is that a is does that fall under hr and does or does part of that fall under your branding and making sure that your brand is speaking up for those groups um, so when it comes to specifically carving out a budget for diversity and inclusion i think that really should should be and should have always been a part of what your overall branding is. Um, you need to be, it's, for me as a black woman, mm -hmm. it, being inclusive in your marketing is a no brainer. Uh, what, what other way is there? How are you going to sell a product or service and not be able to have people look at that product or service and connect with it? Um, yeah, that's my take on that. Mm -hmm. Don, I have read on your website, you have mentioned that your process is more so off related with the shapes, the colors. So do you think shapes and colors, the visual process is more important or copy and the visual representation of that message go hands in hand? That's, that's more so how my brain works. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I have a creative background. So I tend to see how visuals and copy come together as a shape, the marriage of the two together. And then I look at, okay, now that I'm seeing that, what are you telling me with the words and what are you telling me with the visuals that you're showing me? Um, that's, that's more so of a my brain, my individual brain works. <laughs> <laughs> So you keep that in mind while designing the content as well for the brands because content nowadays is a text based as well. You have to write the copy and also visual at the same time. So you keep that in mind while designing the content strategies for your businesses as well. Yes. Um, I think, I think your message, I always start with copy. 
And I bring that story through even more with the visuals that go with it. And I think that the two really create a solid story within your content. Um, how the, since I, I started my career on the design side of things where I worked as a design intern all the way to art director and everything in between. So I always take a visual approach to things um, when I'm bringing that copy and content together. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, got it. So what do you think about the content marketing? Nowadays, everybody's pushing content. So do you think the quality matters or the quantity matters? I think, that, I think it varies depending on what your industry and who your audience is. Um, for example, my business. There are certain spaces where I show up in those spaces just because I'm a, I'm a marketer. I can't skip those spaces. I can't tell my clients to do something that I may not be doing. Um, so in some spaces, it's quality. Um, all spaces is quality, but stay with me as to where I'm going. <laughs> um, but there are other spaces where I know that I will have a higher return on my efforts in. Um, so there's more quantity there in addition to the quality. So I think it depends on what your in industry is to show up in the spaces that make sense for your business. Make sure you're providing quality content and enough of it so that you can stay relevant within that space as well. What kind of change Dawn as a person would like to see in this world? I am. I know I'm taking this question to a different direction, but I want to get your insight for this as well. So today, to, in, in today's climate, um, we're, it's 2020, COVID-19 has kicked us in the rear, mm -hmm. and all the social injustices happening have really been amplified. Um, right now, in terms of the change that I want to see, I'm really focusing on what I can do, where I can make a difference. Um, so I would say it starts with everyone. Um, focus on your individual efforts and where, where you, what you can do to make things better. I'm making a point to continue to serve people that look like me and have experiences similar to mine. Um, giving support to areas, uh, to people that need that support, people who may have been um, at a disadvantage due to how we've structured our country. Um, trying to help others where I can, um, being mindful of what I'm doing, how I'm reacting to things, not shying away from uncomfortable conversations. Um, I'm really more so just focusing on myself, my family, what I can do to make a difference. Hopefully if everyone does the same, everyone's smaller efforts will contribute to something larger and wonderful. Exactly. You have to start from somewhere and that somewhere yeah. sometimes is you, right? Yes. It, it always starts with us. Self-reflection, yeah. realizing what we 
need to do better, how we can be better, and then going and doing that. So Don, this is a time that I want to give value or opportunity to the listeners so they can try to resolve the thing, the thing that I'm going to ask you about. Which area of your life you think that can be improved by some software product or some uh, physical product? I'm going to give you a little bit more insight or you can think from at that point of view like you face some kind of problem every single day and you ask yourself why didn't someone think about it and why didn't someone did something about it? Is there anything that comes in your mind? If I understand the question correctly, mm-hmm. I would say that one area that could be improved where it would impact multiple areas of my life, mm-hmm. I would say, mm, I had an answer, but now I'm, I have a competing answer. <laughs> uh, my first answer was education. Um, I think that early on, if people are giving, given the right tools, they can be set up for success because you can take that education and apply it to any area. Um, the way our brains work, there's always something that we can improve upon. It's just having the know-how and the drive and the confidence to do that. And that I think one of the earlier places that starts is with education, um, equal education across the board. Mm-hmm. Agree. Nice take. And I want to I want to ask you the last question. Where can we learn more about your business and you? Where can the listeners go and search about your company, your brand? Sure. My website is defostermarketing.com. I am also on Instagram at defostermarketing and I can be found on LinkedIn as well. Um, my personal uh, handle is Don P. Foster, and there you can find my business as well, D. Foster Marketing on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Don. Thank you so Absolutely. much for coming to the pod.